You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. had times where I'm literally crying and I'm just moaning heavenward. This verse tells me, and I can know by faith, in those times where I don't even know what to say and I'm calling out to God and whatever it is that's got me in that situation, the Holy Spirit is helping. He's interceding. And God takes those groans and the Spirit translates those groans heavenward and then God, God hears. God hears. Isn't that tremendously encouraging? Prayer can feel intimidating at times. You may feel like you have to put together your words just right in order to get the response you want from God, as if there's something supernatural to the words themselves. As Pastor Danny will explain in today's message, the words you use don't matter nearly as much as the posture of your heart. There will be times when you have no idea what to say, but God knows your heart better than even you do, and He'll respond according to His perfect love and wisdom. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Jude, verse 20, with today's edition of The Living Word. If you make a decision and follow through on it, it'll revolutionize your Christian life. It will revolutionize your Christian life. If you make a decision that I'm going to decide what time, and start tomorrow, start today. But I encourage you to make a regular habit of starting in the morning with the Word. I need the Word before I go into the day. Not after I've been out in the world of evil all day, you know. Every day has enough evil of its own. I need to go into the battle with the word. And that should be the goal, I believe. And I I could give a lot of scripture uh, to back that up. And Jesus, as an example, he got up often uh, up early in the morning and went away to a solitary place. Get you a Bible reading plan. Is it wrong to just say, okay, Lord, lead me. And you open and say, okay, this is what I'm going to read today. Not necessarily, but if that's the habit, that's probably not a good deal. Because, you know, you want to get a plan and you want to go through the whole word of God. Now, as you do that, Let me give you this one. Like newborn babes, Peter says, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. If you're a a brand new Christian, unless you're just unusual or you're the exception, you're going to read and there are going to be things you read and you just go, I got nothing out of that. I don't even know what that means. But you're a baby. We didn't bring any of our kids home and and, and take them into the kitchen, you know, hold and say, now here's the the pantry and here's your food. And when you get, you know, hungry, you, no, no, we got to change that kid's diaper. We got to put a bottle in there repeatedly and we got to feed that child. Young Christians, young Christians, while you should right away start to read the word on a regular basis, with that said, with that said, you're going to need to be bottle fed until you can grow. So what you do, not only not only read the word on your own, if you receive from particular teachers, if you receive from my teaching, then get recordings of me or podcasts or something like that. And, and in the morning or on your way to work, in the car, or whatever, you know, listen to it. Listen to it. Uh, you can get, even get things where people will just read scripture to you. But if we really want to do it, we can get scripture into us every single day, every day. And if you'll make a decision to do that and follow through on it, revolutionize your Christian life. I promise you. God promises you. Revolutionize your Christian life. The Word of God. Essential for building myself up in my most holy faith. Now, second, pray in the Holy Spirit. 
What does that mean? Pray in the Holy Spirit. I got some fresh, I think, revelation from the Lord on this. At least for me it was, and I'll just pass it on to you, and, and you can decide. Uh, but what is praying in the Holy Spirit? I think praying in the Holy Spirit first is uh, be, becoming sensitive, and we grow in this, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit's prompting. Uh, for example, I asked the meeting last night at church, uh, last night here at church, and I was amazed at how many hands went up. I probably shouldn't have been surprised, but how many of you uh, just out of nowhere, someone has popped into your mind and you go, why in the world am I thinking about them? How many, that just popped into your mind. You see, look how many hands. You see what that is most likely? That's most likely the prompting of the Holy Spirit to pray for that person. It's happened to me a number of times over the years, and sometimes I've actually called the person after I prayed for them. And I, and I said, you know, I just don't know what it is. You just popped into my mind, and uh, I just was, I've just been praying for you. And sometimes they live totally, you know, miles, some hundreds of miles away. And so many times, so many times when I get a hold of them, they will say, well, I can't believe that you're praying for me. And then they'll tell you what's going on in their life. And then you know that was the Holy Spirit prompting me, prompting me, putting them on my mind. Then second, I think it's the help of the Holy Spirit. Let me read Romans chapter 8, depending on the help of the Holy Spirit when we pray, because there's sometimes you just don't know what to pray. You just don't know how to pray. Romans chapter 8, so encouraging. Verse 26, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. I have had times where I'm literally crying and I'm just moaning heavenward. This verse tells me, and I can know by faith in those times where I don't even know what to say and I'm calling out to God and whatever it is, it's got me in that situation. The Holy Spirit is helping. He's interceding. And God takes those groans and the Spirit translates those groans heavenward. And then God, God hears God hears. Isn't that tremendously encouraging? When we don't know what to pray for, don't know how to pray, and the Holy Spirit intercedes. Praying in the Holy Spirit. This was a fresh word for me. I believe praying in the Holy Spirit is praying with self-control. 1 Peter 4 verse 7 says this, be self-controlled and alert so that you can pray. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the, the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. And you know what one of those is? Self-control. Ephesians 6, 18. Listen to what it says. Ephesians 6, verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Be alert. What was it that happened to Peter, James, and John when Jesus invited them there in the garden to pray? And he said, pray that you not fall into temptation. And then he goes off and prays, and he comes back, and uh, repeatedly, when he comes back, what are they doing? They're sleeping. I need to do everything I can when I'm praying to be alert. That's why there's no magic about closing your eyes to pray. Whoever started that, uh, the idea of closing your eyes is to focus out from everything around you and focus in on what you want to pray. But sometimes, you know, you close your eyes, and you just start to drift. Open your eyes. Jesus, before he multiplied the bread and the fish, he said he looked up to heaven and he gave thanks. He prayed. Be alert. Sometimes I walk and pray. Now, Ephesians 6, 18, another fresh 
uh, revelation that I believe is included in praying in the Holy Spirit, and it's this, variety. With this in mind, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. There are all kinds of different ways to pray. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 I urge, first of all, that request, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. That's four types of prayer. Intercession is when you're praying for someone or for a group. You're interceding on their behalf. Sometimes we pray for something. Uh, sometimes it's thanksgiving. And then the prayers there, that includes anything else. And then, and you know, this next one is so biblical, but some people don't, don't, just don't believe it's biblical. And I, I can't help you there. You have to decide what you're going to believe there. But sometimes pray, or, or excuse me, praying continually. I, let me, I forgot about that one. Praying continually. First uh, Thessalonians 5.17 says pray continually. Great illustration of this one in uh, Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah is the cupbearer to the king. That's a serious responsibility because if you do anything wrong in that culture, he could have your head. The king asked, verse 2, me, why does your face look so sad when you're not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid. He's afraid he's going to get in trouble with a sad face he has. Uh, but I said, uh, I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my fathers are buried lie in ruins? That's Jerusalem. Then the king said to me, what is it you want? And notice what it says. What is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king. He didn't say, I'll answer you in a minute. Let me go away. And he goes away and he kneels and he prays. No, just at that moment, that split second, when the king asked, what is it you want? He says, oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> I mean, just, just without saying it out loud, king doesn't know he's praying. And then he answered the king. This is praying continually. If you're driving, you can pray. Keep your eyes open. It's a great thing when we grow in prayer. And learn that praying in the spirit, I can pray any time. I can wake up in the middle of the night and my God does not sleep. He does not slumber. He will hear me. In any situation, I don't have to kneel first. I don't have to close my eyes. I can just cry out to God. And nobody else knows I'm doing it. And he will hear me. What a good God we serve. What a good God. And then this last one. Praying in the spirit. If God's given you a supernatural gift of tongues, exercise it. Use it. Now, some people don't believe in the gift of tongues today. I used to not believe in the gift of tongues. I believe all the gifts are available today, and I don't see anything in the Word that says otherwise. The book of Jude reminds its readers of a common problem of the early church, false teachers. These are people who would come into the church and spread lies or try to add to the gospel message. They didn't follow the simple truth of giving your life to Jesus. They tried to make Christianity their own kind of religion. Does this sound familiar? Sadly, false teachers are still a problem in today's world. People pick and choose which parts of the Bible they like and disregard the rest, creating their own version of following God. Jude's encouragement rings true for all believers now. Fight for the truth. As you follow Jesus, don't be afraid to stand for what's right and turn away from what's wrong. Learn what the Bible says, all of the Bible, and don't let anyone try to steer you away from it. 
We hope today's message on the living word has been encouraging to you. We'd like to let you know that we're praying for you as you stand for truth. Is there a specific request we could be lifting up to the Lord? If so, please send us an email at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from Pastor Danny, you can do so at our website, ccfstpete.church. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for tuning in to The Living Word.